Hi there, Star Wars fans, and welcome to another episode of the Jedi Council podcast. Yep, it's been a while. Four months, I think, since we last recorded one. Did we miss anything? No, I was going to say, calling it another episode is a bit loose. <laughs> uh, uh, well, uh, wait, wait, wait a second there. First of all, allow me to introduce myself. I am Mr. Contrary, Alistair Clark, and I am joined by, from London, the green defender of the environment himself, Alex Drew. Mr. Drew, how are you doing? So, so I've gone from being the Disney defender to a green defender. No one defends it anymore. Everyone knows okay. it's an awful company. No one defends it anymore. What, Disney? Yeah, awful company now. I can't really say that my wife works for it. Awful company. They put up my Disney Pass by 100% so I couldn't buy another one. Awful company. Terrible. Yeah, well, let, let's save that for another podcast. <laughs> hello. Good to be back. Looking forward to chewing the fat with you guys about Star Wars. And also... Joined by our brother in the force, Director Dave. <laughs> Do you like to explain that one, Director Dave? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> Gents, anything happened in Star Wars Land? Any new series that we've not covered, not tweeted about, not mentioned? Can't remember anything happened since you um, two were last uh, celebration. I don't know, but the, the current season of Top Boy is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I really recommend Star Trek Picard for ultimate series binge-watching. Series 3. Absolute perfection. Anyway, rightio. So, everyone, we are here today to discuss... No, we are not here to discuss Ahsoka or Andor, which we also miss quite a lot of. Instead, we are here to discuss a book that recently came out called Inquisitor, Rise of the Red Blade. Now, as you would expect... Alex and Dave are both very diligent and have read the book. And as you would expect, I am not quite so diligent and haven't quite read it. I haven't opened it, but I do have a copy. So, Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade is an adult novel written by Delilah S. Dawson. The book was published by Random House Worlds on July the 18th, 2023. So, let's start off. Alex, where is this book based in the continuity of Star Wars? Before we get to that, cool. can we just give a shout out to our friends at Delray Books who supplied us with these books um, because they like us and we like them. So we'd like to say a big thank you to them for sending us these particular books. Um, and we, well, me and Dave do clearly our best <laughs> to read them. Um, and I must admit, I, I, I made the comment previously when we reviewed, I think it was the, what novel was it? I think it was... It was one of the novels that we read recently. It must have been. I don't remember if it was The Force Awakens or even The Rise of Skywalker. I think it was The Rise of Skywalker. We read the novelisation. We did a podcast. And I joked that I take my time when I read a book. Not because I'm illiterate, um, but just because of the fact that I'm a slow reader. But with this one, I actually really liked it so much that I read it, I think, quicker than I've read my most recent couple of Star Wars books. So that is a big thank you to, to them for creating this particular book. Just wanted to say that. But this is set at the time of the end of Revenge of the Sith, going through Order 66, and then subsequently things that happen after that, all the way through to, I can't remember the timelines, but it must be like 10 years before A New Hope, give or take, Ooh. Dave. I think that's about right, isn't it? Yeah, I would, I would say the timeline's probably a little bit longer than that. Because the, the initial part of it is just before Attack of the Clones. 
Oh, of course, about the genesis, yes. Yes, it yes, kicks off would about be. the genesis, really. Yes, that's right. Well, yes, the first part of the genesis. So this is one for the prequel fans. It is. Absolutely. Dave, who, who are the protagonists in this? Well, the main character is the Red Blade. Um, and she is an inquisitor. Um, although oh, she begins, she, and this is this is why the story spans so much time, because it actually shows how a Padawan, who becomes a Jedi Knight, ultimately falls to the dark side and becomes an inquisitor. Um, which I think is is a really good story. It's something that's not been really pulled through I, other, I guess you could always say that that is the story of Anakin Skywalker but um but this is seen from a very different perspective with very different regions and rationale behind it all um and it is very good I, I echo Alex's comments it's perhaps one of the best Star Wars novels I've read recently I, I really do really enjoyed it very fast-paced um but not skimping on the, the detail, neither. Mm. So we've seen in a recent Star Wars series that none of us have watched that the Clone Wars is mentioned as being a time where the Jedi became more warrior-like than Keepers of the Peace, shall we say. Is that a focus of this book? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and because it's I, how, it's, it's what, how the Jedi handle it as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which is interesting. So what starts her off in this journey of, of self-doubt? Because obviously something has to turn her to the dark side. So what, what starts it? What's the triggering event? So she... It actually starts before this book. So she talks about a reference of... She, right, spoiler alert. We're going to obviously clearly go into massive spoiler territory reviewing this book. <laughs> just to be clear. We've probably done some of that already, but nevertheless. Um, she... It's mentioned that she accidentally kills another Jedi. Injures. In... In... She injures. Oh, it injures and then they end up leaving the order really badly because yeah. they think that she takes her power to the next level, borderline dark side, effectively. So that's kind of where she is then perceived in the Jedi Order as being a, a risk, um, a potential... Uh, what's the word? Not risky. I think risky is the best word to describe it, but um, a bit of a loose cannon. It's probably, that might be a better word. A bit of a loose yeah. cannon. Um, so that that's the first thing that happens. And then throughout the book, we see, to Dave's point, she's a Padawan, goes to the Battle of Geonosis. And as we know, on the Battle of Geonosis, the Jedis, at that point, there was lots of them, but they weren't necessarily ready to fight in this particular way. And during it, she ends up saving another Jedi. She sees, but she sees her master die. By but by saving the other Jedi Knight, master, or one or two, but she loses her. One actually, it might be another Padawan because it's it's her and the group of other it, Padawans. Yeah. Other Padawans with yeah. their masters are all together. Yeah. So she ends up defending the other Padawan, but she basically loses herself in the force and just goes on a bit of a rampage, killing a load of Geonosians in the process, which she then, in the book, it's alluded to that she found that quite exhilarating. 
but then subsequently people looked at it a little bit different in the Jedi Order as somebody who enjoyed violence. Mm. Which then obviously ties back to the fact that she calls this entry to the other Jedi, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So that's kind of where this this mindset of wait, you're looking at me differently. Yeah, I've got a different approach. And then that's kind of where it all snowballs from. Yeah, because you you've you've got the Jedi Order nervous around her because she she displays these traits that the Jedi are almost told that um, the, that they shouldn't be displayed. Un Jedi in yeah in, 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 in yeah. Quotes, yeah. She's she's not full on dark side, but she revels in in elements that and as as you pointed out, uh, Ali, at the time the the Jedi was seen more as a police force rather than as an army, whereas she seems to have the right skills to to fit in as a ge- as a general as a leader of soldiers as someone on the front line and i think that because the jedi order are nervous around her and nervous that she's displaying traits that are un jedi like they try and keep initially try and keep her away from the front line because they don't want her to have access to these emotions that seem to drive her um but then that just frustrates her more and so that probably triggers why she then starts to lose confidence and faith in the Jedi Order itself, because she thinks that they're holding her back, they're preventing her from becoming her potential, they're deceiving her, they're misleading her, they're they're not giving her what she feels is the right thing. But she she's seen that not necessarily from her perspective, but also from the galaxy's perspective. The galaxy is at war. The galaxy is in flames but the Jedi Order won't use her in the best way that she could be used. So is the Jedi Order at fault here? And it, it's also stemming from her master. So her master sees the frustration in her. So she has like an emulet around her neck that her master's like, anytime you feel anger, whatever, you kind of hold on to it and you concentrate and you kind of meditate. So they, they make her meditate a hell of a lot more. So even then, the master, her master is implying there's no faith, probably the wrong word, but trust in the fact that she can't control her emotions. And obviously, if you can't control your emotions, you're more towards the dark side, aka Anakin. Um, so, again, that that's kind of another piece of this because even her master was doubting her ability, the wrong word, but her level of control. So, can we go back to Geonosis here? Because that's really interesting. The, the first question I have is, does it touch on why she's Alan Geonosis? I assume we're seeing yeah. the exact... Do we see, does she know who Anakin Skywalker is? Does she yes. know who so Obi-Wan he, Kenobi is? Yes, yeah, so, so Obi-Wan Kenobi is a well-known Jedi at this point. He's not a, He's not on the council, but he is a well-known Jedi. Anakin is his Padawan, and he's well-known within the Jedi Order. Um, and they go to Geonosis because there's been a distress call on behalf of Obi-Wan Kenobi. They're going to rescue Obi-Wan Kenobi, and they know that's why they're going. Okay. And so when they get there, there was obviously, we've seen it in the films, many, many Jedi killed in that. Mm -hmm. How does it deal with the aftermath of death for a young Padawan seeing, for the first time probably, Jedi being fallible and being able to be killed on a mass scale? Yeah, it's an interesting one because even through the book, there's reference to funeral, uh, continuing through the Clone Wars, there's reference to there being a weekly funeral in the Jedi Council 
and you just become used to it because you see it all the time. But initially, there's very much a, a feel of shock. So, like they talk about the journey back to the Jedi Temple after the Battle of Genosis, and everyone's like in silence um, because they're not used to being in that environment. So, yeah, it's quite an interesting an interesting take. But then it's kind of alluded to that it just becomes business as usual that somebody's getting on a starship with a bunch of with a bunch of clones going to a war on a different planet. It then just becomes normalised. Yeah, I, I also quite like the fact that I think because the the Jedi themselves were almost perceived this warrior monk mentality and death is just another step in life almost rather than being the end of something. It's it's the continuation of, of a journey elsewhere. And so rather than the the so the Jedi Masters are telling the, the the Padawans to suppress their feelings, suppress their their upset, their angst, their emotions, and just perceive the fact that their master, who who's just died, has moved to another plane, has moved to another form of existence, has isn't hasn't disappeared, isn't dead any, isn't dead, and if you know what I mean, they're now one with the living force. And so trying to pass across this type of um, concept to children, because that's what the Padawans are still, they're, they're like 13, 14, 15 year old children, trying to pass along to them this idea that grief doesn't matter and that grief isn't something that they should dwell upon. Instead, they should celebrate the life the person's had rather than be upset that that person who's who's been been their mother or father or what have you for the last decade is no longer with them. And so how at, at that point, because we've already obviously the title spools and you've already said that she turns, is that where the questioning begins then? Why am I at this fight? What is it for? Who am I fighting for? Does it start at that point? No. I think there's, there's lots of triggers. It's really well yeah. done because it's not one thing it's a catalogue isn't it, it it's yeah. more than one thing and what then triggers it even more is i don't know if you're going to get to this Ali, as a question but there's an event that happens where she goes on a mission with two other jedi one of the jedi dies during the mission and when she gets back to the jedi temple she's kind of labeled as again reckless so what that means is that they put her in the archives, <laughs> essentially, um, and stop her from um, going on any missions. And that's for like, I can't remember if they explain it in the book, Dave, but it's about a couple of years, right? Which is, a, it's, it is a period. They don't really define how long, but they, they explain it's that lo loads of missions happen, she's not being chosen, and yeah. that just adds to her frustration. And she has to train the younglings yeah. as part of her punishment for all intents and purposes mm. um, because it'll allow and, her to center herself yeah. it'll allow her to come to peace and yeah. so yeah there, there's, there are there are multiple things that happen um to make her switch effectively and i also like the fact that there's a dark side um acolyte for want of a better word embedded in the jedi temple yeah so she meets just randomly when he's like she a janitor, isn't he, or something? Yeah, like yeah. That. yeah, yeah. So she she wanders off to 
um, to to center herself to try and find peace. And she stumbles across this garden where she starts to meditate or do her forms and things like that. And it just happens that a gardener, I know he's a robot, he's a he's a, um, a droid repairer, but he'd found that garden. Supposedly, he'd already found this garden, and he comes to this garden on a regular basis, and they almost strike up a friendship. Um, subsequently, you find out he had been a plant by Palpatine yeah. into the Jedi Temple to almost find waifs and strays like her mm. and start to t- turn them from within. But that that was actually going to be my next question because obviously we've seen Inquisitors now for for many many years um, across the the cartoons and um, I never felt like they needed or, or well I'll change that I always wondered what made them Inquisitors but they seemed something had happened to them something traumatic that had turned them with this character it seems to me like Ooh. it was almost inevitable from the start a bit like anakin though if something pushed her on the right way this was gonna happen and almost there's from what you're saying there was almost uh an acceptance and question of the jedi order to such an extent that she was perhaps looking for the answers in the sith and she might not have found them there either she she also had a mistrust with the jedi because they didn't tell her anything, anything about where she's from which again oh, okay. added another level of so because she's, she's a red alien, right? Too hot. Yeah. So they they talk about the the planet she goes to, and there's a whole story about that. Um, but she doesn't find out through normal channels who she is, where she's from, what species she is. All she's ever told is that you are a Jedi, and that's all that matters. Mm. And then there's a mission where they go somewhere, and they take a oh, a splicer, a splicer. Is that the right word? What the, what's the dude from um, the Last Jedi? Who's the ha- he's a hacker, basically. Hacker, yeah. Yeah. So like he's a hacker, and the hacker's like, oh, you're. He's like, I've never seen a blah blah blah. I can't remember the name of the species in person or something like that. And that's the first time she's ever heard of herself being that particular species. And then when she asks the Jedi even more, they just shut her down, don't let her ask any more questions, and kind of move on because, as it turns out, her mother was a Jedi who had similar issues for all intents and purposes and left the Jedi order. So there's this whole backstory about who she is causing the mistrust. And then obviously to your point, Ali, her turn to the dark side, it wasn't an interrogation. It wasn't a forcing of it. And we'll get to why I say that in just a minute, but it was like, by the way, if you did this, you could do this. And she also felt herself at home being violent. Which obviously lends itself to the dark side, which means the moment she got told you could do that for a living for all intents and purposes, it makes her decision a hell of a lot easier. Mm. So I think, and you touched on earlier that her um, master, Ben Buffet, was cold and distant, didn't really praise her at That's all. Yeah. What do you think it could have been different if she'd had someone like? Obi-Wan, for example, as their master? Yeah. It also comes to light that her master knew her mother and had made a promise to her mother to look after her. So it's almost after she'd had the issues when she was a child or a young child, when she'd injured this this other youngling, there was almost a standoff where the masters, all of the Jedi masters, 
we're all of two minds as to whether she should be taken further and whether she probably should be flushed out of the Jedi Order at that point. Right. And this one master, because of her promise to her mother, said, no, I'll take her. I can I can make her into a good Jedi. But where, what, okay, this promise, why yeah. did he feel beholden? Is that right? So she, she, it was, it was a woman. So she was a Padawan alongside um, um, his cat's her mother. Yeah, his cat is the name of the the, the Jedi stroke inquisitor. But but the mother to this Sember Faye, why would he? I don't understand why he would enforce this. No, no, no. Sorry, the no. mother to his cat was a Padawan oh. alongside her Jedi master. Oh, okay. Sorry, apologies. Yeah. So there was attachment here. Mm, yes. Yes. Yeah. Great. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well. Well, because the fact, you know, you said lie, and I, I, I mean, this would be a deep dive into interpretation, but, you know, keeping secrets like that. Yeah, yeah. Is that not a way to the dark side from the master? Well, the entire order knew. All well, of the senior order knew who she was. Even Mace Windu. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mace Windu's in the book. So how, how do you square that? Well... It's deception to a certain extent, isn't it? Yeah. And right. what's the what's the what's the phrase from Palpatine about the Jedi to, to Anakin about there is there are things about the force you won't know, especially within the Jedi. Yeah. Or sort of words to that effect, isn't it? In, but in you've also got Obi Wan's. It, it was the truth from a certain point of view. From a certain point of view, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you've always had that concept that one man's truth is another man's sure. lie. But doesn't that, to me, reinforce? that perhaps Anakin and Booper were right, that the Jedi had become something that they weren't meant to be if they were prepared to lie to a child and order, you know, keep secrets. And all. I mean, I suppose it could be an argument as well at this point in time, you know, that they could already be, you know, how say, clouded by the dark side. Maybe that's already happening at this point mm. because we're at Geonosis. So um, we'll pass, pass that maybe even for what we're talking about now. Well, I guess it's pre it, isn't it? If she you, also meets yeah. Palpatine. Sorry, she Same also meets the so Iscat also meets Palpatine a couple of years after Genosis in like a lift or something like that. Yeah, um, which, and they have a conversation, which he then says something to her about, "I've heard what you did. Thought it was really good. Keep up the good work, basically." So maybe to your point, Ali, the seeds of the dark side were planted as yeah. part of that conversation. We see when you say that Palpatine is involved in any way, form, form. I immediately think he planned to be in that lift. Oh, of course, yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, the dark side acolyte was planted by Palpatine. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. so, so, just I might mean, I've just just idle thought here. We've just been saying was the Jedi Order really now fit for purpose? Yes. So. The, the idea is that Anakin was to bring balance to the Force. Yeah. Now, the perception that the Jedi Order had of that was that it was going to enter into a, a new golden age, maybe. Of the it Jedi. was a Sith, wasn't it? Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, their, their perception was almost that the, the Jedi can exist without the Sith. Whereas mm. to bring balance is really to... It's perhaps the fact that if... In in other other literature, let's say you've got order and stagnation, and yeah. you've got chaos and change, 
and and dynamism as opposed to stagnation. And under the Jedi Order, you'd had a thousand, five thousand years of effective stagnation where there'd not been a challenge, there'd not been change, there'd not been mutability and, and what have you. So hmm. what Anakin actually brought about was a balance. He brought back in the grey, the bit in the middle, to allow both the light and the dark to coexist side by side again. I, I, I see that, but I will challenge you slightly on that as well, because I always think that's a really weird premise that you've set up, the first part, because is it... I could be wrong, prepare to be corrected. Wasn't it something like they hadn't seen a Sith for a thousand years, the yeah. Jedi, until Obi-Wan yeah. kills him, and that's why he gets promoted to master so quickly is because he's killed a Sith, right? Yep. So what golden age were they looking to get out of if their Sith weren't already there? What balance were they looking for? I've always well, that's kind of, just it. What, what, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't if they were looking for balance when they already had it, put, like for their, well, for their point of view. Had, they thought they, they, they had, had it. it. Yeah. They were looking for more through Anakin. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? It's always yeah. been slightly weird, that kind of premise of there has been no challenge. But Anakin's going to get rid of the challenge that doesn't exist. Mate, that... that, that it's, it's funny. I've seen the prequels God knows how many times. Yeah. And that has never occurred to me. To be honest, it hadn't occurred to me until Dave was talking just then. <laughs> yeah. Because if the prophecy is to bring balance to the Force, yeah. which meant for the Jedi to basically eradicate the Sith and have peace... Yeah. They already thought had they that. Had that. Exactly, that. that's my point. <laughs> yeah. Now, obviously, yeah. The missing, it's a misinterpretation of the false of the, of the prophecy. Well, yeah. wait a second. Could I be? Hang on. No, I no, am no, right no, no, because no, because, when, right. because this prophecy exists before Darth Maul shows up. Because obviously, yeah. he shows up. Does he show up before they meet? No, they sh- he does show up before the midichlorian test on Anakin. No, he doesn't. No, so they so they are talking about this bringing balance to the force and him being the chosen one before yeah. Yeah. the Sith has turned up. Yeah. Oh dear. Because <laughs> yeah, you're right. Because because Maul first shows up when they go to take the death off to try and lead. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's why I wasn't sure if they did time. the test after that. Yeah, no, it was before that. No, it was before that because that's how, because Anakin's on the ship for them to leave, isn't it? It was it was it was during the sandstorm. Yeah. Which is why they were staying with Anakin and his mum. Shmi. Remember Shmi? As much as I've heard of Akalit. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Um, okay. So, okay. So, go, going further with this. Don't think I helped this, sorry, chaps. <laughs> yeah. We've got the idea that this is... Um, Anakin was the chosen one. And this yeah. was due to an ancient Jedi prophecy. Yes. Was it perhaps a Sith prophecy that had been planted within the Jedi Order? Was it was it a Jedi prophecy or was it a prophecy of the Force? Which could be either. And if anything, the Force potentially favours balance mm, rather than stagnation or chaos. Exactly. Mm. That is interesting. Other than that mind-blowing um, observation there, Ali, um, yeah, back to the story. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we've been doing this podcast quite a while, and I feel like that's the most 
moment I've had to stop and think about what have you just said? Because I moan so much about continuity. I've never had to moan. I've never had to moan about George Lucas's, Lucas's continuity. Well, I have, but not not on something that big. <laughs> Luke, Luke, Luke kissed his sister. Like, come on. Uh, yeah. That's a continuity. Anyway, let's, let's, let's keep moving. <laughs> no, exactly. Keep moving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, I believe they were on a mission to collect things. What were they trying to collect, and why? Oh yeah, so she was she, her. So her master, um, Fey. collected Jedi artifacts or artifacts of the Force. Dave Crimmon yeah. is Sith as well. Yeah, because they go to collect a Sith artifact from this person, um, which is when something all kicks off. So yeah, so they were collecting them, but I don't think it was ever referenced if it was for his own collect, the, the master's own collection, or for the Jedi. It was for the Jedi. It was to go into the Jedi archives and the Jedi temple. And if it was safe, it was to be locked away somewhere so that no one. That's it. Yeah. Thank you. And so I think this happens before the Battle of Geonosis, but it does. It does. does, That's the intro to the book. Yeah. yeah. But this, this is already indicating a strange type of training as a Padawan compared to what other people would have, because they're off artifact hunting and, yeah. What does that yeah. mean? But but the hunting wasn't it, it wasn't almost it wasn't like an Indiana Jones. It was more a no. case of having Long. contacts and people within on different planets who looked for certain items. When those items came to light, they would contact um, her master, and and so they would go and collect them, bring them back to the Jedi Temple. Okay, it was more of an archivist style role, and, which is why they almost like tried to sideline her into the library, working in the library. Yeah, because the Madawan used the master, not Padawan. The master used to encourage her to read, mm. um, and in this particular adventure <laughs> that they start off with, they find a Sith artifact that she finds a connection to, mm. which again alludes to where the book was going to go. So yeah. Right. But is it is it important because when you get to Geonosis, she's had quite a placid, almost passive training. Mm. She's thrown into battle. She's got a lightsaber. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, she's found something she's really good at, and really the next thing good. she's taken yeah. really she's, good. Is, is that she's killing people with it. Yeah. So she's good. gone yeah, from yeah. you know a very um, book from being a librarian book, to being a, a book led training in action. Smart, yeah. you, know, and all just, you know, we've seen. We've seen different people being trained in different ways now. Um, and so, you know, not everyone can pick up a lightsaber and be a ray, can they? But let's not get into that. So, Or an Ahsoka. Yeah, yes, indeed. That is all. Well, yes, but we've seen her as a baby now doing things with animals. Touching animals. But... Yes, exactly. Exactly. Dave, Dave's looking at us and thinking, what to, yeah. Anyway, so, so she's gone to that. She's found something she's really good at. And she likes it. She likes... She likes that feeling. Violence. She does. She she and on, on this same mission where the mission, sorry, we're jumping forward a little bit again. The mission after the Clone Wars have begun, the first mission she's out in the field as an actual Jedi Knight, which goes wrong, but ultimately is a success type of mm-hmm. mission. Another yeah. Jedi dies, but on that planet, that planet was a previous Sith planet. Yeah. And so she feels a connection to that planet and she feels a connection. They go into some caves and she feels a connection to those caves. But she's also aware of the fact that this, the connection is to the Sith. 
and so she hides it from the other Jedi. So even then, she's starting to hide things from the Jedi because she doesn't yeah. trust the Jedi. Much like a master had done with her, though. Yeah, that's and what so, I mean. She, she, yeah, she she, dis, she distrusts the Jedi even at that point. But she's got a. But I suppose one of the paths to dark side is also aggression, mm. which is something that she has clearly demonstrated in this battle because there weren't that many survivors. Yeah. No, that's right. Okay. It's passion. She she get she gains passion from yeah violence. And so after when the war begins, she's always looking forward to the next battle, right? Mm. Yeah. That passion, that Literally, aggression, yeah. that yeah. that willingness to to kill. But during her first mission, something went wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. So as we were saying, she they they fulfilled the mission, but. Because she took reckless actions to fulfil the mission, and so she's then chastised for that, and yeah. and that's when she's then moved into almost a a background role within the temple rather than being allowed back out into the field. And dare I say it, indirectly blamed for the death of the Jedi. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but she also she also thinks that she could have been responsible for his death as well. Because yeah. she thinks she could have warned him, and she chose not to because she didn't particularly like him. So, who failed who the here? Is it the council failing her, or her failing the Jedi Order? Is it that simple? I think it just becomes a circular thing. It's both, yeah, it's both. Yeah. And why is that? She so on this mission there was three Jedi. So, mm. the, pretty much the chapter before it, to, to Dave's alluding earlier. She got promoted from Padawan to Knight pretty much straight after Geonosis and a bunch of them all got promoted at the same time, even though there was no indication that she was ever going to get promoted um, because of this distrust that they had in her. On this mission that fails, there was a Jedi Master? Two Jedi Knights. No, he was they all Jedi Knights, he was just a Jedi Knight for longer. Yeah, he was he was a previous Jedi Knight, whereas her and the other one were newly promoted knights. Yeah, and when when the more senior Jedi Knight kind of died, her and the other Jedi Knight continued the mission, succeeded, even though it was done in a very inadverted way. But effectively, he got off scot-free because he was somewhere else, didn't know what was going on, but she knew more about it than he did. And then it was like, you were reckless, didn't do your job, go to the archives so yeah. the jedi order failed her because they didn't give her trust to continue but by the same token because of the connection to the sith like dave was saying to the planet she didn't explore that and explain that she didn't really do herself any favors either so i was a bit 50 50. yeah she she almost fulfilled their worst nightmare of what she would do in the field yeah so let's fast forward here order 66 it's in this book. Yes, it's it, it's done very well in the book. Is it covered from a different perspective? It is. And what is it? Fight or flight. Yeah, she's oh, well. she's on. Has she not? Did you not earlier say she'd left the Jedi Order by this point? No, she no she no she never leaves the Jedi Order. No, right. So she she's, about she, yeah, she's moved right. into this background role, but then as the war progresses and more Jedi die ultimately they decide that she's going to have to go back out into the field and back to being a warrior again 
So she's yeah. part way through a mission when Order 66 happens and the soldiers around her get the call and so turn on her and the Jedi that she's with. And this and Jedi... was the same Jedi that was on the mission yeah, that the went previous. wrong. Yeah. yeah. So she gets the option to put her lightsaber down and she'll be spared. The the clones have because been, been given... Yeah, these clones have been given the orders that she is to be spared if she if she cooperates. And so yeah. she turns to the other Jedi and says, you're on your own, basically. Yeah. And she walks off with the, the clones. So execute Order 66, except the following potential Padawan. <laughs> yes. Well, pretty much, <laughs> yeah. yeah. As well. yeah. We, 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 on the basis that we saw it for this So is she in the temple when Anakin's killing everyone? If she's no. not somewhere. She's off planet. She's off planet. She's on yeah. a mission somewhere else. Okay. Okay. And like I said, the clones turn on her and the other Jedi, and she gets the option to step away, and so she yeah. takes the option. So she literally puts her lightsaber down, or yeah, okay. and join and joins the dark side. But how does she join the dark side straight away from that? Oh, she so it's not so she gets put on a ship. She gets like a hood put over her head. They take her somewhere. She gets shoved in a room for a period of time that we don't know. She then gets moved, and then she ends up on. Inquisitorium or whatever it's called, it, um, on Coruscant. On Coruscant, yeah, yeah, yeah. really. Which again, with Darth Maul, is quite interesting because obviously in the Obi Wan Kenobi series, which we haven't talked about, um, there's Inquisitorium somewhere on a planet that I can't remember, but there's water, which obviously Coruscant doesn't have. Um, but in the book, it's called Inquisitor. Is it called Inquisitorium or is it just called Inquisitor Headquarters or something like that? Yeah, yeah. So like maybe before. This, I guess this is earlier on in the Inquisitorial yeah, yeah, like point. history. Yeah, so that kind of makes sense. Um, so Vader's but, there. Yeah, Vader's there. So who else? So so who else does she meet in the Inquisitorious complex? So she meets the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. Right. She, she meets, meets the traitor. She meets the, she meets the. Um, the guy that was the acolyte that had seduced her from within the Jedi Temple. Yeah. Um, she kills him. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I guess that, that was part of that was part of her initiation as being becoming Sith, really. Yeah. Because it was the fact that she killed him because he couldn't be trusted because yeah. she'd betray he'd betrayed her to be for her to become part of the Sith. He was grasping so up on the Palpatine, basically. Yeah. So she executes him. Can I go back to that Vader comment? Just a second. Yeah. Sorry. So she's one of the few people, because she saw him in action in Geonosis, mm-hmm. who lived and saw Anakin Skywalker as both. I don't. And close. It, and close. It's not, very close. It's not, is is it not, alluded to that she knows that he's Vader? I don't think she knows he's Vader. I don't think she does. So she wouldn't sense that Vader was Anakin. No. I think so. No. Okay. Interesting Thanks. though. That, interesting though that how many people, Ahsoka, yeah. Obi Wan, Yoda. Well, all the other Inquisitors, basically. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Most of a Reva from. Um, oh God. No, no, it's yeah. not canon. I've ignored that. <laughs> so, so Vader is part of her training. Inadvertently, Vader. <laughs> he nearly it, kills her. <laughs> he does. Yeah, yeah. So it. 
he, she almost Sorry, kills him. I don't mean to laugh. She, she almost kills him. That's the important yeah. thing. Yeah, that's so, important. And we, we just jump right to the end here because, like, I was like, no, right. this isn't. Well, no, it, no, no it's no, part this, of her initiation. Yeah, this, 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 this is her initiation now into the. And this is a weak fader, like when no, it's no, 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 no. So, 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 what happens is there's there's this idea that. So how long was this after Mustafa? It doesn't within say, a year, but within yeah, a year. easily within a good couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what, what's happened is um, the various different Inquisitor initiates end up at some point in an arena. There's an arena inside the Inquisitor. Yeah. And they fight the other Inquisitors, and the Inquisitors are almost pushed to constantly challenge each other and threaten each other and play off each other. And yeah. So they're, they're not... They're not expected to be friends they're expected to be rivals all the way through their training to become grand and christopher effectively yeah. yeah so each of them takes power from another one and she ends up in this arena as vader arrives and it comes to light afterwards you find out afterwards that vader effectively goes one-on-one -on -one against every initiate and normally initiates will lose a limb to him and that, that's pretty much the way it's positioned. Pretty much every uh, um, Inquisitor, yeah. Inquisitor trainee yeah. fails, or I suppose succeeds. The ones that fail die. The ones yeah. that succeed have lost a limb, typically, or suffered some form of grievous injury. Um, whereas we've, we'd said before, she seems to have this innate ability to... to grasp the force and use it quite violently in so, ways. yeah and so she's in one-on-one -on -one combat with him he's about to kill her or maim her or whatever he's about to do to her and she manages to use the force to interfere with his breathing apparatus so he starts to choke and so mm -hmm. has to drop her and he leaves the complex struggling to breathe but as he's walking out because he's obviously so strong with the force, he basically flicks his wrist and she goes smashing against the wall. And so and she still ends up in the back to tank. And ends up in the back to tank, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? Because they're all of two, obviously. Yeah. And now we've well, got all these... They're obviously not a threat to Vader because, you know, part of the initiation, initiation that you're discussing here yeah. is clearly to ensure that he is... They know he's more yeah. powerful. Yeah. But... Yeah. But is it... Is it all these dark side users running around. I've kind of thought about this for a while. That's a bit odd. The the rule of two was chucked away for all intents and purposes. The moment, relatively, Count Dooku started to take on Ventress yeah. as his apprentice, mm. because Palpatine had Darth Maul. Yeah, he then had Count du Count Dooku. And then you're like, and then everything's kind of crumbled after that, very much to your point, because the rule of two really only lasted until the Sith became known, really, in essence, because the rule of two has been all the way through since Darth Bane, yeah. because of the secrecy of what had to be done, but the moment they became exposed, <laughs> he just probably thought, you know what, more than merrier, who knows. Yeah. But Well, I, I kind of said, because I always thought as well that it sort of became the rule of one in, from a certain point of view, the second Vader got injured during mm. his fight because he would never could challenge Palpatine in the way oh, that, yeah. that had happened I mean, because he was, he'd been weakened. 
there's, there's, it was there's almost like a rule of one from that point. Palpatine actually put in weaknesses in his suit and his in his mechanics to make him not as powerful. Yeah. So yeah. straight up, Palpatine's already looking for a new apprentice because he's not getting the Anakin that he paid for. <laughs> essentially, <Yeah. laughs> you know, right. if if Obi Wan Kenobi hadn't have chopped off his arms and his legs, mm. God knows how powerful he might have been. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I see. Interesting. I suppose the idea of the Inquisitorium and and all these Inquisitors challenging each other and vying off each other, I suppose the, the, the strongest will rise to the top and potentially would become a new Sith acolyte. But wasn't that why they put the ruler to in the place in the first place? Because in the old Republic, they were all just fighting with each other all the time. They were. They were all warring against. They were yeah. as much a threat to each other as they were a threat to the Jedi. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, they were. Okay, that's kind of, that's kind of interesting. And so, how how does this how does this are, are we near the end or probably about halfway through the book at this point? It then I mean, yeah, I guess say it then goes on a little bit about some of the missions they go on where they hunt Jedi and and yeah, the book's kind of split. It's, it's split into three sections, isn't it? Yeah. Where you've got, but well, most of it is actually about her being a Jedi. Yeah, in the middle. Yeah. Two thirds of it, I reckon, is her being a Jedi. A third of it is her being an Inquisitor. Um, and I find that quite interesting because even though when you see the the, the the cover of the book, the name of the book, I was expecting it to be a book about her as an Inquisitor, mm. not being a Jedi to then become an Inquisitor in the epilogue. We need to have a conversation about the epilogue. I'll get there in a minute. Um, ultimately, it's a weird concept because the spoiler is he's an Inquisitor. So you know it's going to happen. But to get there, you've got to get through two-thirds of the book, which I wasn't against because to, to the earlier conversations around Battle of Geonosis, the Clone Wars, Order 66, really good time period. Mm. And I think, going back to my first comment, that this is the far, one of the fastest old books I've read for a while, because it was in a time period that I really like. Maybe that could have been another prompt to make me read it quicker, if that makes sense. Possibly, yeah. Mm. Yeah. See, we also find out a little bit more about how some of the other Inquisitors are created. So, yeah, she, yeah, she joins the Inquisitors willingly, yeah. but there are other Inquisitors who don't join willingly and are broken. So they're, they're broken Jedi, for want of a better word. They go through torture, maiming, disfigurement, rebuilding, yeah. to mentally, physically, and, and what have you. Um, and one of the Jedi that was a Padawan when she was a Padawan, that was a Jedi Knight when she was a Jedi Knight, mm-hmm. goes through this torture to becoming a, 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 an Inquisitor yeah. and joins the Inquisitor ranks. And it was the same Padawan that she's known all the way through the book. So it's... He it's, has a form of attachment to her as well, which yes, is quite interesting. Yes. Um, and ultimately, they become lovers. And he tries to kill her. <laughs> yes. Classic. So, but I'm, I'm kind of interested in that point, you just about how how does she fall completely to the dark side? Does something... She does it by choice. She does it by choice. Yeah. Because yeah. she, like, when she's fighting these Jedi as trophies, I think, almost. She, there's a mission 
that she goes on one of the first or second one as an inquisitor where um Escoff. she yeah she goes to somewhere where they've got two jedi captured and ends up killing them both and oh that, that's a different one yeah that is, yes that's that, a different that, yeah i think that one is one of the ones where she realizes she loves killing jedi first and foremost um which I found quite interesting because then the Jedi see her and like, oh, you're here to save us. He's like, no, 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 I'm going to kill you. Um, which is quite an interesting joy that she she takes she, she, she takes a lot of joy out of killing them as well. Mm. Um, which again I think was not necessarily her turning, but on the road. So she kind of committed, but this just kind of cemented it, if you will. Um, so I think that that in itself is 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 an interesting one. Um, but there's a there's another mission that happens before it, where I'm just trying to remember what happens. I'm drawing a blank on it. Something happens in it that really makes her go, "I'm pretty good at this." Um, and the other thing is she gets trusted. So the the mantra is trusted not on the mission, by the Sith okay. of the Inquisitors. Sorry, because when she's not on the mission, they're like, "You can do what the hell you want." Okay. So she's like, oh, I can do my own thing. So she's like, yeah. So she goes back to her home planet. She meets her grandmother, yeah. this, that, and the other. So they give her the ability to learn more about herself, which the Jedi didn't. So therefore, she finds herself thinking, oh, well, these guys are letting me do my own thing. Not a bad gig. As long as I do the missions when they give me a mission, and I enjoy the missions because I'm killing Jedi. And I come back with something to prove it, to show my worth. I'm doing all right. Okay. Dave, you mentioned that they ended up in a relationship. Yes. Now, I know what turned Darth Vader to the dark side. I can't imagine he'd have liked seeing someone happy in a relationship like that. They kept it hidden, which, again, was a strange one. So that because the Inquisitors are all expected to, to, to vie for each other's power and play off against each other and not be friends... The, there's, there's alliances formed between inquisitors but they're short-lived they're for, for mutual gain the moment one of them has got what they want they would then move on and, and that would be it there's no restrictions upon the inquisitors having relationships but they're not yeah. expected to have relationships with each other um again i think this this is a concept that we've seen in the high republic that even the jedi were were allowed to have sex that that was part of the novels in the high republic novels it's the forming of attachments that wasn't allowed and strangely even in the 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 inquisitors sex was allowed but the idea of an attachment wasn't allowed but did she not hide or did they not hide these feelings well on a fateful occasion they did they they hid it through the entire story until the epilogue which is really which i really enjoyed the book i thought it was a really good book they should have just stopped at the end of the book and not done the epilogue for me because the epilogue was unnecessary yeah we're there guys why is it unnecessary because they end they end up her and her boyfriend end up both dying because Darth Vader finds out that there's there's something going on between them and basically goes after him. And there's a whole, I mean, the, the, I would love to see this scene either in animation, or in, in live action, or in animation, whichever. Because I think it looks, it sounds pretty cool. They're on speeder bikes, Vader's jumping, throwing things, this and the other. So it sounds really cool. 
But I'm like, the reason why we've got there, it is. is. A bit, it's a bit rubbish. It is in. It is in animation. It's in comic. It's in the Vader comics. Oh, so, yeah, but that's not the animation. It's not. It's not like TV. I know, but it's like more animation. It's, it's, it's what drawn I mean. It's like, if you will, then, I, I didn't quite realize that this actually led into the Vader comics, and you can see this happening in the comics. Mm. I didn't realize that. No, I didn't either. Um, Tells you how long I've read a Vader comic for. Which one? It's, I think it's in. What's? Well, I can't. I'll need to find that out for you. But I was going to say you're not the massive comic reader, are you? So yeah. No, I'm um, not. But okay, okay. Well, like, either way, I mean, like the the fact that Vader kills them because they love love each other, I'm like, oh come on. It just feels because they feel well, they feel that they can tag team and kill Vader. Yes. And I'm like, are you that dumb? Well, she almost did though. She'd almost done it, and I think that she's got that, that pride and that. I've got the high ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if that was because, well, okay, well, I don't know if they've done this in the book. I don't know if it was a choice by the author because she didn't want her characters to be used by anybody else. Yeah, we, we spoke about that, didn't we, after we finished reading it? That's a very valid point. It just makes me laugh, though, because she's the 13th sister. Yes. And I'm like, how many bloody sisters are there? Mm. Well, 13, definitely. Oh, well, are there 13 sisters or 13 brothers? Well, th- I, well, I think, yeah, I think 13 brothers and sisters. So, I don't know. Because I always thought it was based on the moment they became an Inquisitor. So, like, obviously she can't be a brother because she's a sister. But because yeah. you never hear it, you never show it in, in animation or in Obi-Wan as an example where they've got the Inquisitors, right, that there's the seventh brother and the third sister. You never yeah. see the third brother and the seventh sister as in. Yeah, yeah, or a third brother and a third sister. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I always thought sequential. Yeah, I, I, that's that's but, why I saw it as well. Yeah, but yeah. Did you did you either of you mention the exact way that they died? Well, it's a chase through Coruscant. Yeah. Um, they're on a, I think they're in a ground car or something like that, and Vader's chasing after them. Okay. Doesn't he crush him or something like that? Well, he makes them impale each other. Oh, using the force, of course he yes. does. Because, well, the irony is, he. It's quite, it's quite something, isn't it? Yeah, but when you read it, I was like, oh, is that it? I don't know if it was just me. Um, but nevertheless, it's dramatic, yeah. Yeah, it just felt, it felt unnecessary. Well, I suppose this then leads to. I don't know if the comic book was done before the. Normal. Yeah, it was. It, was. it must it? have been. It, it was. Have been. It was. If it, if it was in the Vader comic, it must have been. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so it's it's uh, and of course that incident leads to um, the castle on Mustafa. Because they move, they move the for, they move the Inquisitorius. Following yeah. it. Oh, okay. So the book ends there, so you don't hear what happens after that. That's the end of the well, book. Well, as we know, comics don't always matter in Star Wars. So what I'm saying could be a load of rubbish. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. But saying that some of the live action doesn't mean anything these days anyway. Either. I've got to say, gents, you've made me want to read the book. I did want to read it anyway. It's, but it's it is really good. good. It, it is good. good. Really good. 
it's such I, I think it's such a clever story as yeah. much as anything else it is thought out it is well written um the author done a phenomenal job to be fair really good right so with that i think it's time for some final thoughts director dave <laughs> what do you think a fantastic novel and if you haven't already read it i think you should even if it's even if you have to borrow a copy um it's that good i, I yeah there's, there's been some very good star wars novels there's been good some good star wars novels in the last few years i would say this is one of the best from my perspective and from from how i enjoy novels it's one of the best praise indeed uh mr former disney defender still disney defender alex drew i i concur with dave um yeah really good thoroughly enjoyable read it very quickly again which is unusual for me um but to to kind of carry on from dave's point i think when you think of the way some of the star wars novels are, are, are kind of written at the moment i don't know this felt like it flowed a lot better it read a lot better so personally probably enjoyed it and um looking forward to any other ones that this author writes awesome and once again thank you to our friends at delray for providing these books um with that we are the jedi council don't bother following us on twitter we haven't been active on there for months don't bother following us on youtube we've not put anything up for a year i'm joking of course apart from the fact that, that is absolutely true but we will put stuff on there in the future won't we gentlemen and if you just Type in the Jedi Council, you will find us on all good social media platforms. Looking forward to chatting to you about Ahsoka. One word, good or bad, Dave? Goodish. One word, good or bad, Alex? Does it have to be good or does it have to be bad? Can I choose a different word? No. Then I'm not, I'm not providing a verdict. Well, that means it's not good. So well, uh, the no, no, one no, no, for no. me is if you can't say it's good straight away, it's not good, Alex. No, but it's not bad either. The word good-ish. I was going to use, good-ish. no, the good, the word I was going to use was mixed. Okay. All right, Dave, I'll let you use another word because Alex has changed the rules of engagement. Somewhere in the middle. Irrelevant. That's four, that's four words, but yeah. irrelevant. Yeah. That's what I would choose. Much of the story is irrelevant, but good. Enjoy it. See, see, that's the thing. It's like the whole harsh but fair. No, we're not getting into it, Alex. We need the full council. I'm good sorry. We just want to. No, I agree. I what agree. we want to do is let people know that we have actually watched it. We do still like Star Wars, as you know. I've always preferred Star Trek, but anyway, we all like Star Wars, <laughs> and um, we do have opinions, and hopefully, we'll be broadcasting them soon. And with that, may the force be with you. The Force will be with you.